0: Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller jackson will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified matan morala lacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Sherut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion.
1: Hello, everyone. Today, I would like to share some thoughts on parenting inspired by the Parsha. One of the challenges of being a parent is the desire to pass on our values and our commitment to Torah to our children. This can sometimes be a source of stress or conflict. We generally hope our children will choose to follow the path we have chosen in some way. This is expressed in a well known section of the Talmud. In Masachetanit, Rabbi Yitzchak blesses Rav Nachman through a parable of a tree. He is referring to a tree and says, Ilan, Ilan, Bema Averchecha. This tree which has sweet fruit and pleasant shade, what does it need? How can I bless it? He blesses it that its saplings should be the same. So too, he blessed Rav Nachman, who has Torah and has wealth. That his children should be just like him. Yet, we also want our children to become their own person and to choose their way. Also, different children within the same family will have different needs and we as parents have to find a way to balance these differing needs and to relate to each child in the way that is best for him or her. This theme of parenting children with different strengths and weaknesses appears in parashat Vayechi. On Friday nights, we have the minhag to bless our children, birkata banim ve'habanot. The source of this bracha is found in parashat Vayechi. In fact, in this week's parsha, Yaakov blesses his grandsons, Ephraim and Manasseh, as well as his children, the 12 tribes. However, a closer look at these psukim and the biblical commentaries raises a question. Not all of the quote-unquote blessings actually sound like blessings. Some even sound like rebuke. Take, for instance, Shimon and Levi, where Yaakov clearly refers to the violent revenge they took on Shechem. Shimon and Levi are a pair. Their weapons are tools of lawlessness. And further, cursed be their anger so fierce and their wrath so relentless. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Does this sound like a bracha? Yet, when Yaakov concludes his words to all of his sons, the Torah clearly states, All these were the tribes of Israel, 12 in number, and this is what their father said to them as he bade them farewell, addressing to each a parting word appropriate to him. The biblical commentaries provide a solution to this question. Rashi, based on the Midrash, states, you might therefore think that he did not bless Reuven, Shimon, and Levi at all. For that reason, scripture states, and he blessed them, which implies all of them. Rashi's understanding is that Yaakov blessed each one of the children of the tribes, even if some of them did not sound that way. The Midrash looks at the words of the bracha to Shimon and Levi and sees them as a mixture of rebuke and blessing. It teaches that Yaakov understood that Shimon and Levi were trying to protect Dina's honor, but he blessed them that they should take their strength and passion and channel it well in the future, which meant that they needed to be separated. The Davar suggests another solution. He explains that first Yaakov said these words, some of them harsh, and then he gave them brachot. And these brachot were not actually recorded in the Torah. He may have criticized some of his sons, but after that he gave each one an individual bracha. Many commentaries understand that while there was some rebuke, Yaakov still finds room to bless each of his children with brachot. He addresses to each of them a parting bracha appropriate for him. This ability to give a bracha to each of his progeny is seen in the description of Yaakov's blessings to Yosef's sons as well. When Yaakov sees Menasheh and Ephraim for the first time, he says, Mi ele, whose are these? Rashi explains. What he means is they did not look worthy of a bracha. Rabbi Beni Lau suggests that this was because they looked Egyptian and Yaakov was asking, how are these related to me? They looked so different. But then Yaakov realized they too are part of his family and he will pass the brachot on to them. How appropriate that this is the bracha with which we bless our sons on Friday night. Even if children are finding their way as different from their parents at this point, we continue to bless them in the hope that they internalize our values and find their way to Torah commitment. This explains the bracha we give our sons, but we also bless our daughters on Friday night. What is the origin of the Braha which we say, to our daughters? This question is discussed in an essay by Rav Yehuda Herzl Hinkin, who sadly passed away last week. Rav Henkin was a great posek in general and a leader in the world of women's Torah learning. Apropos for this partial discussion, his book of responsa is called Bine Banim, as his grandfather was a great posek and rabbi in New York. Rav Hinkin cites the first mention of the separate Brachata daughters being mentioned in the 17th century by Rabbi Yair Chaim Bacharach, author of the Chavat Yair. However, it only became printed and more commonly said in the mid 1800s. You see, Mechel came Rivka, Rachel, Vileya, Hashem make you like Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. Rav Hinkin felt that the words did not have an authentic source in Tanakh or rabbinic literature, as do the words, Yisimcha So Rav Hinkin would recite a slightly different version, which he writes was permitted to do with this type of racha. He recited the following to his daughters, which has its source in Megillat root. Yiten o kirachel asher banu shtehen et beit Yisrael. Rav Hinken was a modern Orthodox Posek and wrote numerous responsa on issues of women and Jewish law and on Hilchot Nida with sensitivity. He also was an integral part of the Oetzat Halacha enterprise, helping women navigate Nida and Mikvah, and he trained women to learn Torah at the highest levels. His sensitivity to women in mitzvot is demonstrated here in the way he searches for the source of the words we say when we bless our daughters as well as our sons. Yehi zichro baruch. May his memory be for a blessing.
0: Shabbat Shalom. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikveh as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedencenter.com. To learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is recorded by Karen Miller Jackson, edited by Meg Shore, and is a product of the Adam Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E D E N P O D. Additionally, give us a five star rating. Share this podcast on social media and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedincensor.com.